If you've ever thought about throwing in the towel and quitting your business and you've gotten to a point in your life, you're like, this is too hard. This podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Kayla and I'm your host of the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast and I'm hanging out with Jason Everett. What's up, Jason? What up, Kayla? Glad to be on with you. We're talking about throwing in the towel today. That's what we're talking about. Like, do you want to quit? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. If you've ever been in a place where like my business is just not what I thought it was going to be. Cause I feel yeah. like, I feel um, like with everybody, everybody business, by the way, yeah, can I just I, tell that's you, what I was thinking. That's everybody. It just depends. Like what, what thing this week <laughs> yeah, right. made you want to leave the industry? <laughs> no, no, maybe no maybe it's not why. industry. Maybe it's just the business. You're like, yeah. It. You're like, I had a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream that mm-hmm. I wanted to open this business and you open it and you get to a place where like, this is not what I think signed up for because there's always twists and turns you can't predict everything so i'd love to ask jason first like what has been in your opinion (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about your business because i know you've had quite a few like one or two or 10 or 12 um what has been the hardest part like number one thing the hardest part about owning a business for you you know it's really interesting and i i'm gonna give you kind of a long-winded answer so i apologize in advance but (laughs) it's okay what i what i want to say is um this is the number one thing that when I work with business owners and, and I have for 16 years, wow. uh, and by the way, you know, I come from a family of a fourth generation entrepreneur business owner. And I, so I watch my mom, my dad, my grandparents like go through this. Um, this is the number one thing of why I exist as a business coach is that I help people fall back in love with their business again. Cause it's really easy. It's the easiest thing to fall out of love with mm-hmm. because business owners, and I will answer your question. I promise. Business owners have a fantasy. In fact, there's a whole book on it. Um, Michael Gerber wrote a book called The E-Myth. It's called The Entrepreneurial Myth. And what happens is people have what he calls the entrepreneurial seizure. And they work for somebody else. And they're like, you know what? The owner doesn't work at all. They don't do anything, right? They just rack in the money and they don't work and they take time off and they drive a nice car and they da 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 And here I am working my face off on a Saturday morning or late at night or whatever. And they go, screw that guy or that girl or that whomever, right? They Screw them. I'm doing all the work. I should just start my own company. And they have what he calls the entrepreneurial seizure. And they go, oh. I should be an owner. It's super easy. Look at their cush life and look at their no issues that they have and look at all of those things, which if you're a business owner, you're like, that is a crock of crap. <laughs> uh, there's, there's rewards and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of rewards, but, but, and, and the problem is when you're an employee, a lot of people are like, they don't see the problems because business owners are really good at covering up their problems, right? Is they just like, yeah, I see the car you drive. I see the money you make. I see, you know, all those things. And so anyway, to answer this question, right, is that my number one job as a coach is to help people fall back in love with their business because it's really easy to fall out of love yeah. with your business uh, when you deal with it. And and I had that entrepreneurial seizure. I worked for somebody else. I'm like, he's a jackass. I hated working for him. And he was super lazy and all these other things. And then I was like, I could totally run this whole company. I basically run it now anyway. <laughs> and so I left and started my business. And it was way harder <laughs> than I thought it was going to be because I was like, oh, I do everything around here. But I didn't really. I didn't really do everything. Yeah. So I had to learn all my deficits, you know, accounting and finance. I mean, the number one meeting I want to quit the business in every single week <laughs> is my finance meeting is like when finance is crazy. And like, Kayla, like if I told you the type of I'm, sometimes you guys hear me complain about these things. But like if I told you the kind of chaos that I have to deal with of like, oh, I don't know, an account not having a couple hundred thousand dollars in it that's supposed to have an account in it. And it, like it makes me want to throw up because that money's not there. And I got to make sure employees get payroll on Thursday. And I'm like, Bleh! like it's just it's so gross. It's gross when I have to deal with those things. And then I have to like smile and be friendly when I walk out of my office. Everything's fine. It's fine. I got to go home and tell my wife it's all good. You know, like 
those kind of things are things that make me want to quit. Uh, but but I, what I would say the number one reason though that I haven't quit is I decided when I started this company specifically that there's no exit policy for me. Mm. I don't have an escape plan. Um, this had to work, like no matter what, this had to work. And by the way, I, I have had a lot of companies and some have worked, some have not. And um, what I will say is even though I've tried to have no escape clause in some of them, at some point, somebody's like, Jason, you've been dragging a dead horse for the last two and a half years. You probably like stop. And I'm like, fine. Like, I, really, I, I just, I have, a, I have a no quit. And so it takes a lot for me to, to stop. And what I've realized is those, those businesses taught me lessons to run other businesses really, really well. And I'll take yeah. that. Um, but I have had to turn off businesses because they weren't working. And if somebody tells you that they've never had to close a business, well, that's great for them, but they're not, they're not becoming who they're supposed to be. Yeah. In my opinion. Or even no. if they don't close down a business, they're just, you know, they're stuck. A lot of people get stuck in their business because well, their passion, you know, if you aren't driven by passion or like having a heart, like, yeah, if you don't love your I business. I would just say you're not stretching yourself. You know, I, I, I'm yeah. a big fan. Like my, my purpose in life is to see what I'm truly capable of. Like, that's what I want to know. And if that's mm -hmm. Jason Everett's purpose, what am I truly finding out what I'm truly capable of? That means I have to take risks and fail a lot. So if you're yeah. not having failures or experiencing failure, that's fine. You're just chilling in something called the good old comfort zone. And mm -hmm. um, I think you should get outside of that comfort zone. My opinion, if you like your comfort zone, you like what you're doing, stay there. It's fine. Lots of people your can live will... a very happy life inside their comfort zone. It just ain't my jam. It just yeah, ain't my jam. So you're at. answering your question out. in the oh, yeah. longest possible way, where would I, where would I quit? <laughs> when have I wanted to quit? Um, I've quit when it's gotten, or I've wanted to quit when it's gotten really hard. And not hard for me, hard for others. Mm. I know I can take it. I know I can take if all my money was taken out of my bank accounts tomorrow and I had no money and everybody quit and everybody said, Jason, F you, have a nice life. I know I could rebuild it again. What I don't like is when I'm having to potentially risk other people in that sacrifice. So mm. the thing that scares me honestly about growing this company more is if I knew I had to put you in jeopardy by taking a risk that somehow my failure would impact you and your son's life, that's where I get a little dicey on my growth is mm -hmm. that I start to do that. Because somebody said, Jason, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And I was like, I'd take way more risks, right? But I'm like, now the problem is I'm risking 20, 30 other people's lives when I take risks. And that starts yeah. to get a little scary. So honestly, that's when I think about not being in here as if it, if it would be in the jeopardy of somebody else that I, that I care for that works for me. Dang. Wow. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. Can I, can I be yeah, that was good. No, that was really okay? good. I only got the chills. Yeah. No, I appreciate go, I that. You. And I think, you know, you having that mindset too, just, yeah, plays into like who you are as a leader of a company, which is really good. But I love, brings us to today's topic and talking about like embracing disruption and building your business to be, to be able to adapt and be resilient because those are really important parts of owning a business to be able to adapt to changes because you can't predict everything. There's not a single book in the world that's going to tell you exactly how to, how to run a business. You yeah. just have to go through it. Well, and experience I mean, it. just to correct you, I do have a book that tells you how to run a salon business. Just <laughs> to clarify, true. but it's it won't true. fix it won't fix every problem you have, but it will fix a lot. Just to clarify, it will just fix a lot. We plug, we plug, have plug. we have people who can attest to how much it supports. So let's get. So if you want the yeah. book, comment book or just sell your radio. <laughs> we'll book, give you a free copy. We'll, we'll, get get you a free copy. copy. we'll give you a free copy. And then all your problems will be fixed. Not all yeah, of them. Some of but them. But it does give a good. But anyway, being adaptive, like being able to adapt no matter what comes, because you can't Thanks, predict. You, we have no idea what's going to come tomorrow. Like you don't know when you're going to wake up or even later on today. There's no, know. the sun's going to come up tomorrow. We assume exactly. it is. We assume it could it's be the apocalypse. Up 
But who knows? I don't know. I'm not who a doomsdayer, but I just would say I'm grateful for every day that I get to show up and I get to take a breath. I'm grateful for every yeah. day that somebody trusts me with their money. I'm grateful for every day that an employee walks through the door and says, hey, I like working here. Like I'm grateful for all of those moments because I don't know what's going on in people's lives. And I and all I know is that I'm not in charge of that. I'm mm -hmm. in charge of dealing with whatever happens. I'm not in charge of making sure it all happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So in terms of the people who are listening, because I know they're like, yeah, that's great for you. I'm glad you have that perspective. Great concepts, philosophical, great. Jason. Yeah, thanks. I'm so <laughs> glad you're doing great in that. Um, but I'm over here struggling and yeah. ready to throw in the towel. So let's talk about like, what does that mean for the for the people mm -hmm. listening of like getting to a place like I want to talk to the people first who are already really, really struggling. Because I know yeah. like these concepts will help those people who are not struggling as much. But those people who are listening right now, and if you're listening and you are just like, yeah, my business is burning me to the ground. Let's talk yeah. about that. Let's, Where, let's just help them in general. Yes. Let's just help them. Yeah. Let's, let's jump, let's jump into being um, like, well, here, here's what I would say. You're probably in your circumstances. Um, not because you don't know information, but you lack the ability to implement some of the things that you know you should be doing. Um, think about this for a second. If somebody's like, Oh no, I, and I'll take this. This is the easiest example I can ever give. It's like, if somebody's overweight, they know what they need to do to be in better shape, right? Like I'm pretty clear everybody on this planet knows in order to be in better shape, you just have to eat different food and move your body differently. Like if you, if you eat right and you exercise, like you know that that's the case, you know how to impact it and change it. Yeah. But most people are like, well, you don't understand my circumstances. I grew up in a household where we only ate mac and cheese and top ramen for my entire life. So I can't ever change that. Well, the reality is that's your story. You can change the story, but most people don't understand that their story is editable. Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of people think, going back to the book example, I think a lot of people think their book's already written and there's nothing they can go back and change. But in the reality is like we can go back and it's a, it's a working Word document. Like that sounds silly. I know I just sound like the dorkiest <laughs> Microsoft drive, Office man. user. But like go back and edit your story. And people are like, what do you mean you can't edit it? What happened already happened. I'm like, what happened already happened, but you get to write the next chapter is like, chapter two damn it like chapter eight chapter 15 like i grew up like how many of you love watching uh speakers or movies about somebody who came from garbage and they decided to write a new chapter and they're like even though i grew up in a family that was the worst for whatever reason my parents my circumstances, my situation, this random stranger, my teachers, my whatever, the employer, the government, the town I lived in, blah, 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 took a dump on me. Excuse my vulgar analogy. <laughs> took, a, took a great dump. Took, it, took a crap. It, I was crapped on. And I was able to come from that and do something else, not because of my circumstances, but despite my circumstances. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I think that change has to happen internally. And, and again, that's why it's not about knowledge. It's not only about knowledge. That's why like reading a book, that's why I was joking, but like reading a book is good to get the information. But if, if information was all we needed, librarians would be the richest people on planet earth. Right. Like if information yeah. was all we needed or and again, think of it. We now live in a world where we have more information we've ever had in history and people are 
are getting better. I mean, I still say like we're still in a better place in history than we've ever been, but people are arguing more than they've ever argued. Now they're arguing about the information that's even unarguable, right? And so it's not really about information. You have you have access to everything you need on your phone right this very second. You can get any bit of information, including everything you want to learn about running a salon, probably from us for free somewhere. But the reality is, is we need to work on you. We need to work on your mindset of how you view the world around you. Because if I can't change your view on how you view the world around you, or if you, I should say this way, if you don't change the view of how you view the world around you, you will be stuck exactly where you are for the rest of your life. So when I work with people either in the academy or one-on-one or in any of my classes that I do or the workshops, like you were just at Unleash Human with us and we were working on people's mindsets is like, my job is to change their perception of reality. Right. Like when we walked people on fire, I was changing their perception of reality. They're like, how can you do that? I'm like, let me show you. (laughs) How can you spend three minutes in the ice bath? That's 34 degrees when your body says jump out of it. How can I change my perception of reality? And if I can change your perception of reality in one of those areas to do something like walk on fire and think that something that you thought was impossible is actually possible. All of a sudden you're like, what other stories do I have in my life that are probably bogus? Oh, wait a second. That story about my health is bogus. That story about uh, you can't find good help these days. That these all these young people out there don't want to work. Uh, not in my town, Jason. Like I, I hear that stuff every single day, and I it's like it's like body odor. <laughs> I, I can smell it on people. I can smell yeah, the third. victim mentality For and the sure. mindset and their negative story that that they think is serving them. Woe is me. Right. Uh, they think that mindset is helping them somehow. You think it's keeping them safe. Exactly. They they use that mindset as a safety net because if I just if I just think that the world out there that no no young person wants to work anymore, then I just get to be proved right for the rest of my life. Yeah. See? I took because what happens so so think about this, Kayla. Somebody comes to work for you. And you were all excited that you finally found the one young person that wanted to work. And I don't care. Young is just younger than you, right? If you're 20 and you hire people who are 18, they're young, right? Like young is just younger than you. So you hire somebody that you think is a hard worker, whatever. And then a month later, they're like, I don't want to work anymore. I want to take some time off. You're like, see, I told you so. That attitude is protecting you from being at risk. Hmm. Um, I, I saw one of our mentors, Celine, she posted something about if somebody would have told me that owning a business was just perpetually breaking up with boyfriends and girlfriends, <laughs> I would have never owned a business because you, it feels, it's like every month you're breaking up with either they're breaking up with you or you're breaking up with them. And every day you're firing somebody or they're going, I was like, ah, oh, it's exhausting to start and end relationships all the time. And it's like perpetual high school over and over again of like, are people talking trash behind your back? And like, do people want to break up with you or not? It's like, that's <laughs> what you're dealing with all the time. And, and I was, I kind of was like, that's pretty funny. Cause that's really true. You have to so be an true. expert at starting and ending relationships to be yeah. a business owner, Dang. starting and ending relationship with clients, starting and ending relationships with employees, starting and ending relationships with partners. It's that exhausting. Is. 
really resilient. And like, cause not only yeah. are you dealing with your own head trash and your own ways of keeping safe, but every person that walks into your salon, whether they work for you or they're your guests, they have the same right. story. They all have their own. We all are walking around with our own story of the perception of our life from our past to our present to now and to, and we project onto our future of what we think our life is going to be like, uh, which is, which is hard to be able to work through those relationships when you're building a relationship with your spouse or anybody it's hard to work through everybody else's stories. So I love the perspective of realizing, first realizing that we all have a story and we all are perceiving the world through our story. And so in order to work with people, build those relationships, being like, oh man, they like what's really happening is could be a play on their story. And you may not even understand why they're acting that way. You may not understand because there's a piece of information that you don't know yet. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to dive deeper into this and talk about not only how to change that, but also how to support other people and change it for themselves. So stick around. We'll be right back. Are you ready to increase your retention and revenue and convert website traffic to clients? Then you're ready for Maya. Maya creates better business relationships by pairing the right clients with the right beauty professionals. Use promo code HPSA for your first two months free. Visit joinmaya.com to get started. We're Forest, born on the salon floor and built for and by hair and beauty professionals like you. Forest is your marketing, your reporting, your reputation management. You need one easy to use system that does it all. Forest. Together we grow. Sustain Beauty Co. has two of the best tools to help you save water, time, and a bunch of money. Join the clean water salon movement with EcoHead's water-saving shampoo nozzles and scrummy plant-based microfiber towels. Available at sustainbeauty.co. Are you tired of not knowing what your hair color is costing you? With Salon Scale, we take the guesswork out for you so you can cover your back bar expenses, reduce your color waste, and generate more profit in your salon. Click the link in the description to get 10% off your first year. Welcome back to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. I'm hanging out with Jason. We've been talking a lot. We've been diving. We've been going deep today. We've been getting vulnerable. Deep. We've been talking about- I haven't cried yet, but we're- we're That's true. (laughs) Might might, might have got a little little bit I got a little teary. I got a little teary. teary. (laughs) Um, It's always a good day when a tear is shed. Um, But we've been talking about how to embrace disruption in your life Mm. and how like just becoming resilient. Because I know we know- that building a business is hard. I mean, for me, I don't even own a business right now, but even working, like there's days where I'm like, I don't want to do it. I can't even but imagine. But you take ownership of your job. I, I want to give you full clear, full credit <laughs> on that. It's like you own the podcast, you own these things. So yeah. I know it's not quite the same level of risk, but you risk you risk your time and you risk your effort. So just don't discount that. Don't feel like that's not a part of your your gig. Kayla, I, I want you to just, I just want you to know you, you do own, take you. ownership. So. And I do love what I do. And I do feel like, yeah, because I have a team and I have things. I know I don't juggle right. all of the aspects of owning a business, but it still can get hard. And if I know that if it's getting hard for me, I can't imagine those who are like, you know, listening and you're like, yeah, it's hard to ho- own a business. That's right. We've been talking about, we, we kind of ended on talking about like building your own story. So I want to talk about how do you start to change that mindset and how do you start to just like practice a different practice. Yeah. And I also want to dive into helping other people because I know we work yeah. with people every day. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is like figuring out like, it, you know, it sounds silly, but like you got to start getting just listening to this right now and gaining awareness is kind of level one. You got to be aware that you're telling yourself stories and not all the stories are true. Mm. Then you got to ask yourself like uh, this, this actually, I'll give you, this is really funny. This is coming up for me right now. Um, my grandfather used to do personal development and he had a tip. I'm going to give you a tip from my grandfather. I, my, one of my family members quoted my grandfather the other day and I'm, I'm now I'm giving a tip from him. So uh, rest in peace, grandpa. Uh, he had this tip. He said, 
there was a, um, a true, false, or I don't know. So when you're evaluating your story, you got to decide, is that story true? Is that false? Or I don't know. And if the story is, I don't know, it's probably false. Hmm. Right. So, and again, it, it could be true for you now, but it might not be true for you later. And you just get to realize that like, when you say this true, false, I don't know, is this concept is like, okay, is it true that I grew up in a household that, um, you know, ate poor food. So that's why I make poor food choices. Is it true that I came from a salon that um, made poor choices and ended up going under or whatever? That, that could be true. But is it true that I have to do the exact, am I doomed to the same fate hmm. from that hmm. story? Well, is that true? Well, no, that, that's for sure. I'm not doomed to that same fate. But it takes a level of conscious awareness in order for you to even have that idea of let me examine the story and say true false i don't know is that the second you hear this right now you're like well what stories do i need to examine in my life that are true false i don't know is it true false i don't know that i can have a good relationship like what are the stories i believe about being involved in a relationship with another person that is true false i don't know what what are my beliefs and my concepts and my precepts and all these other things i get to decide what are my beliefs about employees that come into my business and, mm -hmm. and apply for jobs? Is it true that there, that beauty schools are only preaching booth rental and that I can't find anybody who wants to work in commission salons? And this is where people get hung up. They decide that that's true in all cases, mm -hmm. not just true in some cases. So they take a truth and we as human beings are truth seekers. We are always seekers of the truth. The problem is we hang out with people who believe our reality is true because it makes us feel good. So hear me out. If I, if I'm a divorced woman, I don't know why it has to be a woman, but if I'm a divorcee and I, I don't know why a divorced woman is in this, stay with me on the analogy. If I'm a divorced woman <laughs> later in life in my forties or whatever, and I start to find other friends that are divorced women in their forties we're all going to share the same mindset about life. You know, uh, relationships don't work. Uh, men are terrible, whatever. And I'll, I'll use my old boss as an example. He was a divorced man in his 40s. And I remember when I said, hey, guess what? I'm getting married. And he's like, we'll see how long that lasts. And I was like, oh, I don't know about you, but I'm planning to stay married for the rest of my life. And he's like, me too, until it didn't work because <laughs> marriages are horrible. And I was like, I need to not hang out with the person who believes that. And by the way, I've been with my wife now for 16 years. We've been together for 23 years. Like, I think we're doing pretty good. We got a pretty <laughs> awesome relationship and I don't think we're going anywhere. But people like to hang out with people who agree with their realities because it makes us feel good. Yeah. I'm going to throw out that one of the best things you can do if you want to start changing your stories is hang out with people you don't agree with. Ooh. Go find people that you don't agree with, that are not like you, that have different realities. And by the way, I like hanging out with people who have been divorced before because I like to know what kind of things I can avoid in my relationship. Yeah. And I, 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 I like doing that. I, I don't want to hang out with more divorced people. So I become divorced, but I, I do want to find out what happened and what was going on. And I go, okay, how do I, how do I fix that? So the goal is 
you become a sovereign being and you could operate in your own role without being influenced by everybody else, but you allow the perspective of them to weigh into your reality and you write and become the author of that new chapter and the author of your new reality. So you write the story on what's going on. So if I want to write the story in a salon, if I want to write the story of there's great employees out there, I'm going to go into salon, go into beauty schools as a salon owner and I'm going to start teaching them how much money they can make as a renter and how much money they can make in a commission salon. I'm going to show them and say, hey, I run a commission salon, so I'm probably biased, but I want to show you some numbers because I don't know if you guys know this, but dirty little secret about me as a commission salon owner is I rented a booth for two years before I opened my salon and it was, it was cool and, and the and is I was doing all the work by myself. I couldn't take any days off. I, I basically was doing all the work of a business owner, but I wasn't really making the income that I deserve. So I, I started a salon company and then I became a real business owner, which has employees and you know has has uh, has staff and helps other people grow. And like now we have this amazing community and it's great and people love each other. And we all like working together. And there's there's poisonous salons out there and there's incredible salons. And I I just hope whether you choose to be a booth renter or you work at a commission salon and you find one that's terrible or you find one that's great. I just hope that you find your place in this industry and you stay in it forever because it's the best industry you've ever been in. For sure. That's the story I want to write. So I then go out there and I go, I'm going to author that story. I'm going to author that part of my reality and I'm going to write it because that's the reality I choose to agree to. And then I want to go find other people like you might find in the academy, by the way. I'm going to find other people that believe in that same reality and that encourage me when I beat myself up and want to throw in the towel. Yeah. Because you invest in those relationships in the good times, those relationships will be there for you in the bad times. So hang out with people who build you up and serve your face off to that group. And for then sure. find then you'll find support to lift you up when you're not doing so great and you want to throw in the towel, which sometimes that happens. Especially owning a business and finding people. I love that. Thank you. If you found that helpful, comment helpful. I would love to know if you're Boom. finding value. Hopefully in, it was. In- and what and what is we're talking about because I'm hoping that it's kind of like love punching. We talk a lot about love punches here. Yeah. But because like when you have you know you have you're struggling at business, who do you turn to? You like turn to. I mean, we have a free Facebook group and people comment a lot in there. We get a yeah. lot of comments of people saying this is happening, this is happening, this is going wrong, and then people kind of clutter up with it and they get like it, it commiserate. They just all like, <laughs> oh yeah, this happened to me and this, not yeah. and this, and then you see, oh my gosh, it's happening to everybody else. Well, then like and then you start to be like, man, like this is just hard, and you start to compile on that story yeah. that it's just hard there, there's a phrase out there kayla i don't know if you heard me say it. it's called trauma bonding yeah trauma bonding. is that people love to say my life sucks and if they could find more people that say their life sucks then they don't feel as bad yeah and it's like well if you can find somebody whose life sucks more than yours then you don't feel as bad i i am a big big advocate of don't be careful of when you're seeking other people's trauma to validate your trauma and trauma could be you had a walkout it doesn't have to be like you were abused like it doesn't have to go that crazy i'm just saying like it could just be you had a walkout and you want to complain about it so you find other people to complain about when they had a walkout it could be like you you can't find any employees and you're frustrated about it so you do a post that says aren't there any good people out there that actually want to work i remember the good old days that like just get out of that mode if you if you stop trying to commiserate you think you said that if you stop trying to commiserate with others that are struggling, you'll actually stop. So here's the deal. You either commit, you, you, you either 
you either get around people who want to lift people up in conversation or you get around people that are happy to talk about why they're down. Yep. I choose the first option. Find other people that are winning and hang out with them versus find other people that are struggling and hang out with them. So if you're struggling right now, my number one advice to you is find people who are winning and find out what the hell they're doing that's different than what you're doing. For sure. Because they're probably not complaining is number one is what I'll tell For you. For sure. And even people who they have like, I, I do, I get the pleasure pleasure of doing interviews where we, I interview our clients and like yeah. consensusly across all of their, of their, like, what's your favorite thing about the Academy? As they always say, the community, it's because that is the number one thing that we, I've, I don't know about number one, but one of the top things that we really harness in our academy is that's what our group is, is it's a group of hundreds of salon owners who don't commiserate. They bring up their yeah. problems and then on the street, on fix that, it. and then they also, like, here's what I did. I had that next last yes. week. This is how I fixed it. This is that's a right. suggestion. And they, and they do that. And so like, it doesn't mean you're going to find people who win all the time and never struggle. It's Correct. finding people who struggle, but they see it as glass half full and be like, oh, I'm struggling. And this is an opportunity for me to grow and to learn and to get better and to experience. And that's embracing disruption like when when hard things come because they're going to come into your life yeah. it's what are you doing with those what is the perspective 100%. that you're holding for yourself when things get hard i would say it is not about uh it is not about if you can avoid hard things it's how you can come back from hard situations yeah and we started this podcast off by saying like what was the what are the hardest things and like i've just learned that the harder things i know how to manage the bigger my business becomes mm -hmm. my business and your business is a direct reflection of the hardest thing you can handle and if you can learn how to handle harder and harder things your business will be get your, your business will get bigger if you don't like handling harder and harder things then i know the size of your company yep. it will be the, directly exactly. related to the size of the problems that you can handle at the time so if you so instead of being mad that you're dealing with problems and this sounds like i'm in the loony bin when i tell you this <laughs> is be excited the next time you get a problem i this is a really hard thing for me to say I celebrate having hard finance meetings because that number I threw out about hundreds of thousands of dollars is missing from an account that we had to figure out. That's a real problem. There's people on this call that would love to have a problem like that. They would love, they would, they would, they would, oh my God, the fact that there's even hundreds of thousands of dollars in account is an amazing thing. Well, what if it was millions of dollars, right? Like the problem that you're dealing with can be, if you go through it, the, uncover you need to see to get you to the next level and if you look at it that way you'll celebrate the problem instead of run from it and i hope that's helpful for people today yeah man if that kind of hit you in the gut a little bit comment gut punch because that's <laughs> i always love yeah like the different perspective because like i i look back to like 10 years ago me or not even 10 i'm not that old well yeah maybe 10 years ago yeah, yeah wow sure. I'm almost 20. You're at least wow. 10 years yeah. old. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was me becoming an adult 10 years ago. Damn. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, but I just think about, yeah, you see, like you, you start to just attach the mentality of like, oh man, what was me? This is hard. Things like that. And, and just how much my life has blossomed and flourished and all that I've gotten because I've changed my perspective on when, when things get hard, how are you looking at it? Yeah. And so I would encourage you as you, you know, after listening to this, I hope that you look at your biggest problem in your life right now or in your salon, in your business, look at your biggest problem and flip your mindset to think that this is a place where I could get to grow the most if I could just change my perspective on the biggest problem happening in your life right in this moment. Flip it. 
it's going to, if you flip your perspective, that's going to be the biggest area that you're going to be able to grow in the next couple of months. If you just flip the perspective, because it's challenging, life is challenging you to, yeah, be able to handle that big thing. Like Jason just said, you handle something big and you will grow big Mm -hmm. and that's huge. So thanks, Jason. This has been, I always love these kind of chats and we kind of go a little bit more on the side of it and get a little into it it. because it is, it's an important part of of building your business is working on you. Mm Mm-hmm. You hear and you hear, and that's how you grow as a business owner. So if you found something helpful at all, comment helpful. I would love to know what you thought was helpful. Um, And if you want any support or you want to know how you can join our community of salon owners inside of our academy, comment academy, and I will love to reach out to you and tell you how you can be a part of it. So thanks, Jason, for hanging out with us today. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. You've been listening to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review, and check us out at ProfitableSalon.com for more episodes, content, and to help you turn your salon into the business you've always dreamt of.